Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Greetings, please, and not just any old greetings. Have some bloody seasons greetings, why don't you? This week, I'm talking to the brilliantly funny Harriet Kemsley, who you've no doubt seen on 8 Out of 10 Cats or Roast Battle or on Harriet and Bobby, which is her own show, uh, an amazing series on Comedy Central, which you should check out if you haven't seen, about her wedding to fellow comedian Bobby Mayer. I love her to bits. I'm going to keep the admin very organised for this episode because sometimes, lads and winners... I bore myself. So let's bloody rattle through it, shall we? Please may you do any of the following things. One, rate, give a lush review and subscribe to this podcast. And you can tell every bastard you've ever met about it. Yes, please. That would be the greatest Christmas gift ever for me. Two, come and see us do a live hoovering. There are some sold out ones because life is sweet, but there are ones with tickets left in London on the 28th of January and on the 3rd of March and in Glasgow on the 30th of March. Tickets uh, links are Googleable on the 28th of January. It's at Unrestricted View. On the 3rd of March, it's at Vault Festival. And on the 30th, it's the Glasgow Comedy Festival. Um, and the links to the tickets will be in the podcast notes on Acast, um, for, on the page for this episode and on my website, you know. Come, come, come. Three, 
Would you like to be my patron? Yes, you would. That's where you swap money from tiny to big for wicked prezies, such as guest recipes or discount tickets to those live shows I was just bragging about. Come to it, come. Have a look. Patreon.co.uk forward slash the hoovering pod. Right. Shall we have a podcast? I loved spending time with Harriet. We go all the way from the ridiculous to the heavy AF, as you'll hear. This is the last one you'll hear before Christmas, isn't it? So enjoy it. And Merry Christmas, you stink bat. Thanks for listening. Harriet and me met at her place in South London. Brownies, it's like a slab oh, of brownies. Oh, so, whoa, uh, that's really so funny. That's a brick. Isn't it? I didn't even realise. I didn't look brick. at how big they were. So oh big. Oh my God, that's amazing. And they're vegan. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> well, you, vegan. I shat myself about these mince pies because I was checking that the ingredients wouldn't kill you and then you were like, yeah, that's fine as long as there's no meat in. And I just, I've read this list of ingredients about 800 times. It's but really ha- it would have to say I know, meat, but the it? thing is, if they don't it's in say the suet, suitable isn't it? for vegetarians, this is my concern, because I had one, um, Sunil again had some the other day, and then he said the problem is the suet thing or something. Yeah, like, suet, but it doesn't have, say anything yeah, about suet Then if it doesn't all. say suitable for vegetarians, then that, have they snuck something in? That's the, um, oh God, the I don't worry. Know I but I'll just, I'll just it. eat it and just, we'll just say it. Yes, it will be okay, won't it? Do you think yeah. we'll instantly puke? When's the last time you had any meat? Not since I was like a child. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> and is that an allergy or a preference? Um, no, that's um, that's a uh, um, choice. Yeah. What's dubious? So I've bought some Lottie Shaw's seriously good mince pies in the ye olde packaging from the posh deli near my house. But I would say that and that's why I'm not going to put the link to the deli in my podcast notes. It's slightly less reliable, this posh deli, than like M&S or whatever. Yeah. Because sometimes you'll get something from there that's you'd expect it to be really swanky and it's not. But look, well, I quite I like this. I think that's why these are probably fine because they, if it's just like some small deli, they're not going to yeah. have people in the check if they're vegetarian. So if there's, yeah. no, there's no thing on it, I'm sure it's fine. There you go, my love. Thank you very um, much. Where did you get these swanky brownies from? They're from, um, so I'm obsessed with chocolate Guinness cake. Um, and so I was trying to get some of that. Mm. It's like the love of my life. Yeah. Um, but this place is opened up nearby and um, it's almost as good. Oh, what's it called? But not quite. Um, it's in called Brixton? Estate Agent. No, it's just in Streatham. It's called Estate Agent. Um, estate, it must be called something else. It can't just be yeah. called Estate Agent. I love your plate with a B on as well. <laughs> I feel like I need to put my huge hand in this picture for scale so you can it's a real understand slab. how big the brownie is. It's a real slab, also, yeah. I'm happily hungry enough that I don't I could sit next to it without eating it. I know. I'm going straight in for the brownie. The problem is it'll be impossible for me to not eat all oh of it, God, even it though it's, really it's nice. much bigger than um, it should be. No, I think it's probably the right size and all the others have just been... We didn't realise we were working with half portions. Mm. 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 Oh god, it's really nice. It's really, it's got like a salted caramel, kind of a bit mm. salted. It's so fudgy in the middle. That's very good. That's so fit. It tastes unveganly nice. Mmm. Mmm. Oh god, that's so good. I'm really worried about having put this mince pie next to it now. I felt bad. It feels I was cruel like... on the mince pie. I know, but I was like, you're bringing mince pies, and I was like, I feel like I should cook something, but it's just not an option because I'm such a poor cook, and I was like, I um, I must 
You've I'm, got badass crockery. So you're not into cooking? I or just shit at it? Very shit at it. Um, Have you ever taken joy from it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, nobody likes what I serve them. That's the problem. And so really? if I was to give someone something that they like, then that would be better. I because we, we did it. We did it at school. Like we had home ec, but I wanted to try and make a soup and. I just, it took so long that I had to stay behind during lunch. And then I was there for like two and a half hours making this soup. And it was so stressful. And everyone else had gone to have lunch. And I was like, I don't. And then I just had this fucking soup afterwards that I, you had to take home with you. And it, it was just horrible. Oh, what flavour was the It was like soup? broccoli soup or something. Oh. It was just awful. And then um, my parents went away and my brother was like, I was like, we'll make some biscuits that would be fun yeah and um they were so bad that he cried (laughs) (laughs) he was so upset about the whole process and then he just cried and so and now all that i cook like i cook sometimes for bobby but he's never like excited about it because i just eat the same thing like every day do you what Um, do you have every day (laughs) it's very sad um well i have like in the mornings i have like a porridge and Mm -hmm. then i put um, berries and stuff in it that you cook in the microwave Yum. so it's like I cook it myself but it's because um, I should probably explain I'm allergic to quite a lot of things Yeah. Um, and so that's why this is the most careful I've been before <laughs> any hoovering about what I bring well it's very strange because last week we went for lunch for my dad's birthday yeah. and um, they refused to serve me they just shat themselves <laughs> that you died just said no um, so we went to um this um, Indian restaurant and um, they on the menu because I booked it and looked on the website and everything and they didn't mention anything and then you got there and it just said on the menu we're so sorry if you have a peanut allergy we will not be able to serve you and um, (gasps) I was like oh that can't be that can't be real there must be some way around this and so I said oh what's happening here he was like don't worry I'll bring you out the thing the list of the things you can eat so all the foods they had and um, listed and then the allergies at the top everything had a cross with peanuts, every food, including rice and ice cream. They wouldn't serve me even rice, plain rice. They just wouldn't serve me. What? Yeah, so I just had to sit there, um, and sit there for two hours while my family ate. And no. Probably had to smuggle me in a croissant. Um, no, because they wouldn't God. serve me anything. It's so weird. I think everyone's just got like really panicked yeah. about it. Is that because of that recent with Pret and I the girl with the so, sesame? Yeah, but I think Oh, no, is... there was another one, wasn't there, with, with peanuts? Yeah, there's been quite a few cases recently. But I think the problem is that some people, they're so hot, they're so terribly allergic that they can't be in the same room as it, right. which isn't what I have. Like, I'd have to eat quite a few. And so I can just say no peanuts. If yeah. it's near them, it's fine. Okay. Um, but they wouldn't take my word for it. Because some, like, most flights and most schools now are completely peanut free, aren't yeah. they? Because there's, there'll be one kid in the whole place who, if they're even in the same building as a peanut, can you imagine that life? I know. Well, horrible. probably you more than anyone. No, but it's not. I don't have like I think it's so horrible. But I don't have that. Like I'm allergic to many things, yeah. but it's fine if it's nearby. Okay. Um, and so to just like constantly be kind of worried. And then we went somewhere else last week, and they they said. Do you have any allergies? And I said, oh, yeah, nuts. And they said, oh, we can't serve you. The manager has to serve you. And then the manager had to come out and take my order. And they were like, we have to cook everything fresh. But then I hadn't mentioned that I'm allergic to raw vegetables. And so because they cooked it fresh, the vegetables weren't as well cooked. So I was like, this is just, this is just mad. Like in the last week, everyone's gone, gone crazy about it. Yeah, just suddenly very protectionist. Yeah, no one gave a shit scared. before. Yeah, but the only thing, the only thing they're worried about is that they're going to get sued. That's yeah. the only reason that they care. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very strange, yeah. 
Oh, God, you think that people would be able to just trust that they can go, yeah, that hasn't got that or that in it? Yeah. We're aware enough of what we're making, and we're making it on the grounds. Especially exactly. Paying for the somewhere where it's all, they've said it's all freshly cooked to order. Yeah. Oh, God. It makes you think that those places are going, you've just got this out of a packet. If you do, if you're scared of what's in it, yeah, it's so How weird. How else you wouldn't if you've honestly made this from ingredients that you started with the ingredients and then you ended with the dish, you'd know what was in it. You'd you wouldn't be scared. You'd snuck a few nuts in. Like, yeah. it, it would be clear because they would have been around. But yeah, I always want to say anthropomorphic um, shock, and that's a different thing. That's you where you're surprised. You combine so many words because also anthrax you've thrown in there as well, which that that has bad consequences. <laughs> well, so, yeah, Isn't anthropomorphic you, shock is an, is that when you've changed into a different animal and you're I surprised? I wish I had that. I wish that would be great. Yeah. Um, no, it's much more boring. Um, um, there's so many things that you've said that I want loads of detail on. <laughs> I want to know exactly what this like exact same things that you eat every day are. <laughs> I want to know about every allergy. <laughs> I feel like I'm the worst person for this podcast. No, I got best. so into listening to your podcast and I was like, everyone is such like foodies and they cook and they know stuff. No. And I'm like, I am, because the problem is I have all these allergies, but I'm vegetarian as well. And yeah. so there's, it is quite limited <laughs> about, I'm the worst person for a dinner party. Um, and what I cook, people don't, they don't want it. My favourite thing at every restaurant, they discontinue. What's like that? Always, every time oh, there right, used it's to a be curse. A, yeah, every place there used to be like one sandwich I could have in M&S and they yeah. stopped that. And then I had a sandwich at Costa and then that was the unpopular one no one wants. No. Um, so yeah, I'm just the kind of, the one that eats um, oh. <laughs> the stuff nobody likes. I'm in my tongue. So you can be in a building with a nut? Yeah, that, is that's it all nuts? fine. Um, yes, I'm not allergic to cashew. Did I say them right? Cashews? Yeah. Cashews, yeah. Cashews. Because um, they're a different family, apparently. Oh. They're not nuts, they're legumes. Okay. Um, and so I'm not allergic to them. I'm, I think the most allergic I am is hazelnuts. Right. Um, and peanuts, I'm quite allergic. But um, I can be in the same room. It'll be fine. It's just if I eat a few of them, there yeah. might be an issue. Yeah. And raw vegetables, what happens there? <laughs> so, so I grew up on a farm, yeah. um, but, and I'm vegetarian, but I'm allergic to raw vegetables. Um, the problem is that it's it's what grows on the outside of them. So there's a, a protein or something that oh, grows really? on the outside. And so the more organic and fresh and the better they are for you, the worse they are for me. Shit! Um, yeah, and so if something is heated or processed, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, but the problem is my, my skin is allergic. So um, I went for um, a test and they just... They really don't know much about it, but it is on the rise. And so they just... They just cut up all these different bits of fruit and stuff that you yeah. bring in. They put them on your arm and then the, the size of your hive that um, just develops from the, the fruit on your skin is how allergic Fucking you are. Wow. Yeah, I've had a spot, they call it a spot test, don't they? Yeah. I've had one of those before, before a medical trial. Oops. To see how allergic I was to airborne stuff, like the sort of things that would give people hay fever, like yeah. pollens and stuff yeah. like that from different trees. Yeah. Are you all right with those things? No. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, very allergic to pollens and grass. I can't run in long grass. Um, very sad. Um, horses. Um, I did try and ride a horse when I was younger, but I'd have to have an hour long um, cold bath <gasps> to get down the swelling afterwards. And oh so, um, my God. My legs would all swell up with the contact. <laughs> yeah, my eyes. And, and so we realised that actually it really did bring out the joy of um, spending time with horses. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I have a cat. I am actually quite allergic to the cat, but it, you kind of build up a resistance. So oh, if I right. go away for a while, then I'll come back and my eyes will stream for a few days. But if I'm around her and I, I hoover and stuff yeah. enough, which I don't do enough, but I, if I do that enough, then I won't be um, really allergic. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's God. Weird. Guess I was going to ask about um, having a pet. On that logic, like... If you were to just pop a hand on a horse and then the next day, like, hand and wrist and then the next day up to the elbow... Yeah, then maybe it would be better, yeah. Pet horse. Yeah, yeah, I could get, then I could have a pet horse in the house. Um, <laughs> we um, we did go on holiday though and Bobby went um, horse... <laughs> just, you know, you can get those horses that walk up and down the beach. Mm. <laughs> so we pulled it, so he decided he really wanted to go on one of these horses. Yeah. <laughs> went up and down the beach um, on this horse um, but then um, I, I kind of gave him a hug afterwards and then I was like <gasps> oh I was so allergic and he was like why Why would you do that if you're so allergic and I just had to go and stand in the sea for ages <gasps> and he just watched me <laughs> stood oh! in the sea very very still just because um, your, your skin swells yeah fucking but hell it's just, it's just like hives in yeah. your eyes and stuff um, so yeah it's really dumb Oh, it's hard. That's hard. It's yeah. It's it's not hard. It's just um, more awkward. Right. I think. Yeah. It's more just like um, you're the weird kid that um, that can't go on the grass, so you have to sit on the. Great on the excuse pavement. not to do cross country, unless <laughs> exactly, yeah. they made you do it like roadside. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, a marathon, like a city marathon. That was a problem because no one knew when I was younger what it was, and so I'd say I'd eat apples and stuff, and I'd be like, "Oh, it really hurts my mouth." Um, it makes it really itchy. My mum would be like, shut up, Harriet, and just eat the apple. Like, stop complaining about it. Eat oh, it up. Oh, no. And then... So she thought you were just <laughs> bragging. She was just got, like, get out of eating fruit exactly, and vegetables. Exactly, yeah. <gasps> and then um, I went into anaphylactic shop for some blackberries, so that showed her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, God. So, uh, did you go yeah. to... Did, say, how do you teach me how to say it? Anaphylactic. Anaphylactic. I'm not the best person to, to check with it, but I think that's, that's how I've said it, and I've got it, so... Not anthropomorphic. No, that's different. An- anthraxic. Yeah, that also a different thing. <laughs> Anaphylactic shop. Didn't you go into that on your, like, wedding day? Yes. Um, so, um, on the honeymoon, we got to, um, <laughs> we got to the, to the airport, finally. Like, it'd be very stressful to build up to the wedding, and very busy because um, we were filming the um, the show and writing and then we had the wedding and it was all very stressful and finally we got to the airport the day after the wedding to fly on our honeymoon and um, they didn't have what I usually have at this restaurant at Gatwick yeah. and um, so I, was, I wasn't really paying what, what, attention What restaurant was it and what do you normally have? Oh god, it was this, um, this place uh, I don't know how you'd describe it like a kind of an Asian restaurant that combines a lot of different cultures. Okay, like a mean? fusion like, restaurant. A fusion restaurant, yeah. So it was a fusion restaurant. Um, and um, yeah, I used to have this kind of curry thing that I knew I could have because mm. it was all cooked. And then they didn't have it. And so I was just, I wasn't paying attention. I was like, oh, I just have that. Yeah. And it had raw. So we're not sure what it was. Like. It was either the um, uh, the nut, there might have been nuts in the sauce, which I should I should have checked. Or there was um, raw, it might have been a raw snap pea. Um, we're not sure, but um, oh god, yeah. But then I um, I started to um, get allergic, and then I was a bit worried. And so then I went to go and get some Claritin because sometimes it can just kind of go yeah. down. And then so um, that's just a standard antihistamine. Yeah, and so that can often just get rid of it, um, like Puritin, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Claritin's actually better because it doesn't Is make it? you drowsy. I see. But I think it depends on the person as right. well. Um, and so I got that, and then that wasn't working. And then I started to get a bit upset, um, and then 
Bobby kept saying, you're clearly not, something bad is happening. I was like, it's fine. And then he was like, I think you need to use the EpiPen. And then I didn't want to make a fuss. So then I ran away from the restaurant and then he had to chase me with the EpiPen um, through the restaurant. Because um, <laughs> they had called the paramedics and stuff and then the paramedics came. It was just so embarrassing because everyone is looking and then yeah. everyone is um, involved in the thing. Um, but then I think that there was quite a lot of anger that went into the um, the stabbing of the EpiPen. <laughs> By <laughs> him, so, into you. Yeah, exactly. Can you stab it in anywhere? Do you have to get it in your um, neck? It's not the neck. Not um, the neck. Not the neck. Uh, the, although maybe that would work. The thigh okay. or the butt, I think. But generally the thigh. Like where you like um, like where diabetics have to do it not in a vein is it basically it's just into yeah I don't know just, it's just anywhere it's just, just into, into the fleshy flesh, bit a fleshy bit Dink. yeah Ep- and then the epi goes in <laughs> yeah then it goes in um, but then, and what was happening is your throat constricting then yeah so you get hives and stuff and it yeah. kind of swells then your face swells oh. and um, um, it happened it's only happened three times and mm. the time before with Bobby was from a walk to walk you know, oh God, you can I get them. Yeah, and we were drunk and on a night bus, and I was eating it, and then realised it was bad. And Bobby ran to get my epipen, and then he stabbed himself in the <gasps> thumb. <laughs> he, he didn't have to use it, and as he went to stab it, he stabbed into his own thumb, which was painful for him, but more concerning because I couldn't have it yet. Yeah. But um, luckily, the ambulance came, and um, then they really um, took the piss out of him for a long time. And he was okay. like, "It really hurts. You can see." <laughs> Through. Is there any ill effects of having a, um, a go on an EpiPen if you weren't the one who needed it? Yeah, well, I actually stabbed myself by accident with it once because um, it was in my rucksack. I'm quite careless, is that the right word? <laughs> I don't know the right word. Is. But the hapless, there we go, and the, um, the case had come off. And, um, oh, I was fuck, like, I do what? that all the time and stuff in my bag. Yeah, I reckon I've got about half a bottle of my last... I'm not buying expensive perfume anymore. Because it all just, everything just it's comes just means, It's just, just soaked yeah. into the fibres of the exactly. underbelly of my rucksack. Yeah, and thing wear and tear just being in the bag. And um, I was wearing this rucksack, and the thing had come off, and it stuck <laughs> in the back. <laughs> and, um, then I, uh, I had to go and... Because I was working at this theatre and I had to go um, back and do the afternoon's work. I had like a twitch. <laughs> like, I think there's a lot of oh, adrenaline um, in your system. But yeah, that's, um, that's the only time. Shit. I'm going to Google whether these mince pies are vegetarian. It's so... Because someone someone once told me that they're not vegetarian, but I think they were lying but because I think, I think they you used have to be mince. I think it has to say suet. Yes. Well, it is, I know from having made mince pies that the way to make them vegetarian is to buy vegetarian suet. Okay. But I do feel like it's worth checking. So what are they called? Lottie's? Um, Tradition. Lottie Shaw's The Authentic Taste of Christmas. Allergens. Cannot guarantee nut free. That's fine. Yeah. Because then mm. it's the same thing if they won't have put a whole nut in. Contains wheat flour. It's not giving you any more than that. There's absolutely nothing in there that says cow's fat. It's so Product weird. Product inquiry. Oh, I can't. I don't, I'm not emailing them. Am I? <laughs> Am I? I'm really tempted to ring them. Am I? Hello there. I just wanted to. Um, ha- I've got a quick inquiry about your uh, mince pies. Hello, are they um, vegetarian or vegan? Both. Lush. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye. What was lovely about that was it were an actual Yorkshire woman (laughs) as well. 
She went, do you know what, love, they are. She probably made them herself. I know, and I t- it, that was... Harry, I think I've just spoken to Lottie Shaw. I think you just spoke to the Lottie Shaw. Hello, Lottie what Shaw. Good, what good customer service they have. Hello. That's like the first thing. Yeah, hello, darling, yep. <laughs> One of eight customers we've ever had. Right, I'm going in then for a bite of mince pie. I mean, pie. I do think, why don't they just put it on the packet? Mm. But, okay, great. We can enjoy this. Oh, it is pretty yummy. First mince pie of the year. Mm-hmm. Mmm. Tastes of Christmassy. That's really nice. Mmm. Yay! This is a nice sugary time. Mm. The daytime gig I did earlier, there was the smell of mulled wine. <gasps> and I felt really Christmassy because of how much I'd wanted to drink in the in the daytime. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sign that earlier you start drinking, the, Christ- the closer you are to Christmas. Yeah, to Christmas yeah. Day. Absolutely. When you can start from your first breath. Mm. I had an um, urge to buy some Baileys or something. Oh, like, have you tried the vegan Baileys? Well, I think it's nuts. I think it's um, oh, that's shit, why it's almonds. vegan. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I keep trying to be vegan, but it just, it just, they're so limited. Um, why do you want to be for the planet or because for animal love or both? The animals. Well, because mm. I became a, a vegetarian um, when I was eight. My pet chicken died. And um, I, um, I suddenly made the connection. So every time I'd eat what chicken, was I'd... chicken called? Her name was Whiskey. Whiskey. Um, and she was a very sweet chicken. And is this a chicken that you'd often carry around that you told me about? Yeah, yeah, during... yeah. You yeah. could take around. Yeah, my sister, um, my sister had chickens. Um, what she took one on the uh, the seesaw and it pecked her in the face. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> you, should, you shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't like chickens it. Chickens don't like it on the <laughs> seesaw. Don't like it. Don't like it. Yeah, and so suddenly I just made the connection because yeah. I'd always eaten meat and like my family, they're farmers. And so mm. there was like, it was never a question that you just eat meat. It was never yeah. um, discussed. And I just, and so every time I'd eat chicken, I, I'd picture a chicken. I couldn't mm. do it. And then it became other animals. So I'd go to eat, what's a cow? Uh, burger. Burger. I'd go to eat a burger and I'd picture a sad cow that would be <laughs> looking at me just oh. sadly like, why? What are you doing? I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. What I've really enjoyed, I've just breathed my mince pie, mm. um, was that um, you wouldn't just picture a cow, it would be sad. <laughs> it would be really sad, yeah. What, like, welling up? Teary-eyed, yeah. Look, like, Re- looking up Cows are you. quite sort of wet-eyed, aren't they, generally, as they a are, creature? Yes, um, but it would be looking up, like, as if, like... Do you know what I mean? Like a head tilt, like it's looking sideways at you. Like, how could you? Yeah. Also, I saw a video recently where um, uh, cows are like dogs. Like you can throw a um, uh, a stick and it will go and get it. <coughs> <laughs> They're like big dogs. When you say a video, do you mean a cartoon? <laughs> they only have really discovered allergies in the last 20 years. Isn't that bananas? And but but so it's one of those things where you're like, has everybody been dying from this? Well, that's and I, no one's cared. Yeah. Or is it like the stuff with nuts? Where it, I thought that they quite conclusively decided now that it was a, a decade or two of telling people not to give babies nuts that's led to quite widespread nut allergies. Yeah, because you're actually meant to give them yeah. a little bit. You, but they, so yeah. what's it called? What's it called? Where you? Oh, got microdose. That's it. Yeah. Microdosing. Oh, isn't that with acid? I, I think, think it is. Get... It's what you do in Silicon Valley. Like you oh, have really? little, little bits of that. Well, I think you can do it with drugs, but I think you're supposed okay. to do it with, with things that are highly Less fun, allergic. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So I am um, in Edinburgh. 
went for um because i i flirt with veganism but i still eat fish and sometimes eggs yeah uh on the first I, I wasn't doing edinburgh this year but i went up for the first and the last weekends and um uh with some friends who were doing edinburgh we get we went to a very posh fish restaurant um and there were four of us three of us love oysters and one hadn't tried them before um First try them, she was like, oh, my God. I think when you're with three people who are like, oh, this is amazing yeah. as well, she was like, these are delicious. And between four of us, we had a, a plate of six and we got another plate of six. So we had like three or four oysters each. I'm terrible at the maths. We yeah. had three or four oysters each. Delicious. Had our mains, whatever. Then the friend who'd never tried them before, up all night. All night and into about half the next day, and I was sharing an Airbnb with her, and she looked grey. She looked like a little, she looked like a dead grey child in the morning, where she'd been puking and shitting all night because she was allergic to the oyster. Well, I, well, probably what's happened now is that that she has ruined it. Um, <laughs> she probably can't have oysters she now. It or she, and she well, we probably brought it on yeah. because what I now I can't remember who told me this. Someone clever and like doctory. <laughs> probably the same person who made a documentary about that cow with a stick um, but he sold me that you're meant to microdose if you've never had something that that's that, that uh, so many people are super yeah. allergic to shellfish if you've never had a shellfish a particular shellfish before just have a bite like try one don't have four or six or whatever you know we ended she up went with. in too hard she went in too hard and now probably she'll have a, a physical reaction whenever she has them and that happens as well if you have an off one. If you have an off, if you get ill from shellfish once, you're very lucky if you can ever have them again without your body just remembering and your antibodies going. Fuck it, no, 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 not worth the risk. Oh Isn't that yes. terrifying? The body is like yeah. prepared for very something. Very clever, really. Very, but, but also, come on, it's the 21st century. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, yes, I yes. think so, yeah. Or is, yes. No, it is. I think our lifetime, we're probably quite safe we, saying yeah. that now. We were the 20th century and then now yeah. we're the... Yeah. <laughs> I just panicked. You think that's just... It used to be the 20th century and that's the 21st century. It's Christmas. It's we've di- both... Ch- uh, well, we've I checked it out. Say scrum diddly umptious. No! And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. So, have you got an advent calendar? No, I haven't. Um, I the problem is, if I have chocolate in the morning, I will I will eat it all day. You have it's a chocolate a, day. Um, I'll, have, I'll just eat, like I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> Uh, so I now, I now because I, I am trying to be vegan. So I, do, I only have like kind of coconut milk at home, and I only yeah. have like that in my coffee when I can. And so I'm not having milk chocolate at the moment, like yeah. generally because I just it's a it's just because I just eat too much. And yeah. I'm like, if I can just stop that, then um, so this is um, Bobby's advent calendar. But my um, husband's advent calendar. Yeah, it's my husband. My mum has got him one every year, and every year he's never made it to December without eating the whole advent calendar which he doesn't even get to the right month he doesn't even get to the month she'll give it so to you were telling me about this before we started recording yes. and i was like how f- i was f- i i flashed with rage real rage of i course. don't you must abide the rules of course there's rules but to even yes. and perhaps if you're going to break the rules break them that hard and fast don't even get to december it's disrespectful though you know and this year it's a big year because he is she had a stern talking with him yeah. and she said bobby You've got just one a day. You've got to learn. And uh, now he's... He's had one a day. He's had one a day, yeah. Wow. And are there two 13s? I'm reading it wrong. No, 13 or 15. I, well, uh, um, it looks like you get lush big chocolates in there as well. Do you get a little teddy every day? I think he gets a little teddy. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's pretty cute. I mean, that is one way to help someone who can't manage to restrain themselves for the one a day is to get them where the one that you get each day is as big as a small chocolate bar yeah, every exactly. day. Yeah. That will be helping. Yeah. I still want to know what you eat every day if it's the same every day. Okay, Porridge, yeah. what with coconut milk? Um, so um, or water? it's with um, water and um, frozen berries. Right. That then I and then um, some seeds and I heat it up in the microwave. Yeah. Do um, you put the frozen berries in with the raw oats and the water? Yes. Right. Yes, and then because I I used to do it in the saucepan and then the microwave only one bowl, so one bowl. it really it's magic. it streamlines my day. Um, <laughs> so I, just, I do that. It goes. Do you have of, any honey or anything with that? Because that's quite a sharp brekkie. Yes, I am. Well, there's a bit of. Um, I I have a bit of uh, kind of sweetener, like steviol, kind Ooh, of uh, okay. a, um, a spoonful of that kind of thing in it. Um, and um, yeah, so that's for breakfast. And then, I mean, this is often interspersed by many snacks. Great. Um, I find it very hard to go for a long period without a snack. Great. Um, but then for lunch. Um, I'll um, uh, try and I'll have something like eggs on toast, something like that, or a soup maybe. Yeah. Um, and then um, for dinner, um, almost every day when I'm on my own, I'll have some form of um, rice with a corn thing with vegetables. Lush. Um, rice with a corn <laughs> thing with vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. And the other, I ate it last night, and I was like. How, what am I going to say to Jess? Like, this is just... Oh, I love it! so I sad. I love it. No, what it does to everyone, and also I think it's it's actually... I don't know, it feels like... Um, it's uh, it's only a very... I think it's more on me, actually, for not... Um, for, I need to diversify the pool of people I'm talking to because I suppose instinctively when your podcast is about eating, you gravitate towards and are asked by people who are foodie and, like, into cooking and new, you know what's experimental when it comes to eating yeah but actually i think there's a massive massive probably majority still of people in the uk anyway who do have 
a, a lot more routine than the average person I've spoken to so far. So I think you're far more representative than you know, and it's my podcast's fault, not yours. In terms of like proteiny vegan dinners, I flip between two. If I have a patch of, I love having patches where I have the same thing quite regularly. Yeah, it gives I you think kind it's of comfort. I think because our job's good all for over, it's yes. actually good to have. This is a normal thing because often when you're away for a few days or something yeah. somewhere, you, there's like I'm just eating absolute shit, and so yeah. to have some vegetables and stuff is there's good. a calm, there's something calming, there's yeah. something good, nourishing for the soul about some predictability in yeah. your life culinarily yeah. I really think it maybe that is because our jobs are so our days are so different from one to the next you're about to go to Costa Rica yes and so do you get nervous about travelling when you know all these restrictions because um, of allergies no things have got so much better really yeah it was a little bit difficult um, when we went to Thailand because a lot of it was cooked in nut oil and so that was difficult but I think it's fine and I'm just so used to just eating rice but it just it doesn't even faze me you know when people are like oh we'll cook you some I'm like I don't mind I'll just have rice yeah Yeah. Um, (laughs) it's fine but I think I think one I think because you know you're saying about like slowing down with food I think I need to do that because I think one of the problems is I I got so used to kind of eating quickly because I it used to like hurt my mouth and stuff before, I don't know. And so I think that I need to, like my friend, she eats so slowly. Like when we were at school, she'd eat so slowly that I'd leave her, like because it would be like so boring. Um, but like, <laughs> actually, it's it's a really good, a healthy thing to enjoy it and savour it. Extremely healthy. All the yeah. people I, all the, the the few people I know who eat very slowly, I look at them and think you're going to live till you're two hundred. Yeah, you're it's really smart. wiry and you're really smart. They're all really clever. Yeah. Oh God, I just don't know how to live any of my life like that. I do try, but not hard. But yeah. I can't pretend that it, <laughs> I try hard. Draw, yeah. I tried it with my lunch today and I was like, have a bite, try and do 50 chews or whatever it is. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was driving. I mean, I'm already busy. <laughs> or during. It's not like, but I find it, you know, like mindful eating. I think you're meant to sit with no distractions. You're not can't meant to have it. a telly like, on. You're not meant to have a podcast. You're not meant to be driving. <sighs> You're not meant to be having a conversation even, really. You're meant to be sat with the meal, appreciating each mouthful. That, I find, sat in silence with the meal is the hardest time to take ages over it. Absolutely. Because I think one of the things that I need is I like things going like, this is this sounds really dodgy, but like near my mouth. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, smoking. Yeah. So I used to smoke oh, a lot. Yeah, and, so, and drinking, like I always, I drink far too many drinks because yeah. I just always want to be doing something. If I'm driving, I hope yeah. like to have snacks, have yeah. a lot of sweets and stuff. Um... Because I, I it's really hard just to sit still and not... It's um, really hard to yeah, take that time. it's really hard. And I'd say some, often for me, just physically too hard. And I keep doing this thing. I've really been noticing it this week because I've hung out with my friend who... one of My one friend at the moment who eats really, really slowly. It's because this week I've been like trying to eat slowly and then be like, oh, ate it quick again. And then instead... <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, so I finished like it. With every, with, every, with every item and even every mouthful after it, stopping and going... Just stop and think about it now and think think about what it did taste like now. And like it's too late, like you've eaten it quickly, it's like and be like, yeah. what does it feel like to feel full? Very nice. That's nice. And like it's too yeah. late. It's you can't late. eat mine you can't eat mindfully. You can't <laughs> do it after you've done all the swallowing. Yeah. Also oh. I've I've never thought. Like I could eat const I could eat constantly. Yeah. And like I can't not think about something. Like I got Bobby a 
um, a brownie the other day and brought it back and he was like, oh, I'm not hungry right now, I'll just leave it for a couple of hours. And I was like, knowing the brownie was in the house, I was like, I, I went in another room, but then after a couple of hours, I was like, have you eaten the brownie yet? And he was like, no, I just, I have a bite. And then I was like, if you don't eat it, I'm gonna eat it. And so then I had a bite and then I came back and he st and so then I ate some more because I was yeah. like, I can't have it in the house. Yeah. I'm just going to think about it. I'm, I'm just going to think about, about it. it. Yeah. I did that. And Mikey, the other day, I bought some fresh bread and then there was like a whole end left. And um, and I was like, you can have that later, like as your late night snack, as he always has one. And I was out working. And then when I got home, I saw that he hadn't had it. And I was like, I want to dip that in some hummus. Have you got plans for that? And he went, <laughs> I certainly have. And I was like, <laughs> And then the next morning, it was still there. And I was like, I thought you said you had plans for it. And he was like, yep, I certainly have. And I was like, it's gone Future quite... plan. It's gone all hard now. You I ruined could, it. I could have had that, but it was still squidgy, yeah. dolloped in hummus. Absolutely. No, I... <sighs> I just... Because the thing is, I am trying to enjoy, like, enjoy mm. it more. And I think that's one of the things why I'm trying to, like... I am trying to cut down on chocolate and stuff because that's stuff that I do not ever eat mindfully. I'm, there's never well, a point. Well, I think, actually, the the stuff with sugar in it's the hardest because yes. it sets off a reward part That's of our it. brain that makes us very I'm very aware of it at the moment because I'm watching a three year old who's got no social inhibitions so he sugar gives you I, I swear it gives you a type of madness yeah. and all the things that our bodies tricked briefly into thinking is sugar as well like sweetness and stuff I think do all the same thing but he he's like a Gollum with a ring about it. He's like, can I have a? Can I? He he'll stop in the middle of breakfast and go, and, and will there be a pudding for breakfast? Like, and then and he there's a cupboard with treats in because I don't want him to be that kid that was never allowed treats. Yeah, so he's yeah, obsessed yeah. and thinks it's some filthy secret that he's got a binge on when no one's looking, or that it's some kind of reward. Yeah. I want to try and be really liberal with this stuff without getting an obese kid. It's really yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he um. We're at a point now where he will get a chair and a stool so that he can get up to this cupboard. But at this stage, it's still thick enough that he shouts to let you know what he's about to do once he's at the cupboard. Oh, he's He'll like, be like, he's like the I'm about to home alone. Do you know? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like when you. I picked him up once from gymnastics and I went, What did you do at gymnastics today? And really proud he went, I didn't listen. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to tell you off about not listening. Yeah. So, don't brag about yeah. that, you <laughs> fucking moron. <laughs> but it would do the same thing. You'd be like, I've just um, gone and got this a bag of Haribos. <laughs> and you're like, well, you don't do that, do you? Don't just help yourself. But I, he will be that kind of like, can I have some sugar? Can I have some sugar? Can I have some sugar? It's constant. Can I? Can I? Yeah. Then can I have that? And he will and he'll take one mouthful. And then after this, can I have another one? And then he'll be like, I'm going to And sometimes he's, when even in his play, I can hear him say, and then I'm going to have four cakes and I made myself feel sick from too many cakes and it's oh god and um, I think we'd all talk like that if we hadn't been socially trained out of it or or socially trained to think there's shame in that 
but that's good because that's what when I was young like I um I was actually um uh, much smarter than a, a three-year-old when I was a teenager because um, <laughs> I, I got very good at um sneaking biscuits and stuff so like they'd always be in the house but I would it was like a, a military operation like I would sneak down to the kitchen I would hide them up my sleeves and I would have them in my pockets and or like up my top and then I'd just it, like that feeling when you just run away with the biscuits then I'd yeah. run into someone and I'd just have to talk to them and pretend that you don't have um, a load of biscuits up your sleeves <laughs> it's so weird and then I'd go in my room and just eat them um, but and my mum has this amazing thing where she can kind of eat half a half a biscuit and just leave it and yeah. I don't have that so once no. I've had one I have to get more and more until I'm burying them up my sleeves but you were allowed biscuits as a kid. Yeah, but one one or two biscuits. Right. Yeah. But I, I can't. That's impossible. Yeah, yeah. But then the joy goes. The yeah. joy is you have one biscuit and you love it. I haven't reached that place yet. I don't... I would... I love to think that I can train myself into it, but it's so... Sometimes there is joy in going, it doesn't matter if I smash the whole bag. Yeah. I'm going to find smash out. But then you feel bad. Yeah, you feel like, disgusted. You feel Physically sick, disgusting. You feel yeah. tired. You feel sick. Yeah. And so then it's not good for you. Like it's not. That's not a good thing to do. It's so confusing. It's so confusing. Why does your brain ask you to do something that's going to, I mean, literally damage your body? Yeah. <laughs> and then in your body's yeah. going, oh, you hurt me. <laughs> you really you hurt, hurt me. Yeah. I'd like to puke. Yeah. A lot of it was like to do with, especially when I was younger, it was to do with my feelings and stuff. Yeah. And so it was a way of like. I guess eating so much that then you're so full and then that's the reason that you feel bad. Well, in, in terms of like, as someone who dabbles in binge eating officially... <laughs> um, it's, officially? Uh, mm, I've got the certificate. Mm, um, I didn't realise I did. <laughs> and then my therapist um, gave me lots of literature about binge eating disorder and it was a fa- very traumatic couple of weeks coming to terms with that. And the therapist before had given me a book called um, Fat is a Feminist Issue, which is an amazing book. But I read it and every time I read it in public, I had to tuck my hands over the cover because the full title of the original... She gave me a cop- one of the original original few editions and it came out in the 70s I think originally but it's fat as a feminist issue um a handbook for um overeaters so I just be like my <laughs> just cover that up thank you very much <laughs> fuck off like you don't want it's like so oh, self, or self-help it, yeah. guide for people who's for fat greedy pigs <laughs> like, might as well call it that like oh for fuck's sake um but anyway there what I was going to say was I think it's that that emotion thing really eats to the point where you're really not thinking and you're very conscious that you're just filling a void is an emotion on it's a number of emotions in the same way that you'd get shit-faced yeah or take a drug to do the same thing it's just to, it's just to censor the extremity of feeling that you'd have were you someone who uh, had entirely clean living. And I think it's a very honest, forgivable part of our humanity not to want to experience reality as it's happening. And even the people I know who are recovered addicts to a drug that's more morally illicit than eating, will it, it, people just don't talk about eating in the, in the realms of booze and drugs, and they should. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely think they should yeah. for the vast majority of people, apart from the freaks like your mum and my mum and our friend each <laughs> that eat slowly. But there are, I'd say there's so many more people who have a complicated relationship with it than that, that don't. And the people I know that don't will have a more complicated relationship with something else. Yeah. Smoking or drinking or whatever. But do you think it will get better? Like when we stop kind of saying that fat is bad and yeah. that like we stop shaming people for 
for being fat that then it, it won't be a thing where because I think sometimes the reason that I've kind of eaten a lot is because I feel ashamed about something like just in my life and so then you eat a lot because then you have a reason to feel ashamed because yeah. eating a lot is bad because then you're greedy and so if we stop seeing that as bad then it won't be a thing so more there won't be all these complex things tied in with it yeah I, yeah you can only hope can't you i yeah. mean it's it it follows logically you would have to hope that wouldn't you and i think a big part of like i i also hope that that with that hopefully you know eventually perhaps not with our generation but at least by the next the 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 eventual death of fat shaming oh there's so many joyous things that will come with that but i also you would also think that perhaps the death of diet culture and all the damage that that's done in terms of connecting people to their the disconnect that people have from their body hunger that thing where you that that I am still striving towards and I imagine probably will be gently for the rest of my life where you go am I hungry am I full just being able to answer those questions is my body hungry and is my body full and and that's the thing I think that's much easier to do if you can eat and drink slowly yeah for sure (sighs) it's so hard I think when your life is very busy and stressful it's really really hard even when that you make that a really high priority. But I agree, if you go, well, what is the outcome? One of the things I've loved about... I haven't talked about this book for ages, actually, but that Fat is a Feminist Issue book... I want to read it now. Yes, it, yeah. it's brilliant. Well, the, what I'd love... I'd love you to read it and then let's have a conversation because yeah. I, I know two other women who've read it that I know. I'm sure I know loads of other women who've read it. but um, And it's relevant, the women, really. But what's fascinating is that the three of us have taken completely different things from it. And it's the same book. It's exactly the same book. We've all... You must... We... I suppose, you, like anything, you come to it with whatever your baggage is. So and then you like take whatever it is you need to... Thing, yeah, 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 exactly. And what I took from it and loved was um, a really unpatronising point, which is exactly the one you made earlier, in a way, which is when you do overeat, you know that that will make you fat. And it's like you say, it's almost... I think the way that the book put it, or that I read it when I read the book in my 20s, was you're looking for an excuse for failure. Yeah. In some other shape or form of your life, you know that if you overeat and put on weight, you'll feel worse and have an excuse for it. It's all like, it's very conscious what you're doing, even if you you, you know exactly what you're doing when you eat, eat like that, like when you're binging. But I... Oh, I don't know. And now I think it's it's a lot more complex than that. And I think if you're just doing it because it's it's the, one of the least harmful ways, you can not feel the emotions that are there. Yeah. That's and it's a private thing. It's yeah. a thing that like because I think there can be so much shame attached with kind of eating too much in public or yeah. people seeing you as greedy. Like it's uh, it's terrible. Like it's the way that it'd be a thing. Oh, you're like if you're overweight, you're a drain on the NHS, and so by that extent, eating too much means that you're a selfish, bad person that eats too much. Yeah. And so then you'd kind of eat in secret, and then you're like, I am a bad person. I'm exactly yeah. what everyone thinks I am. Like, yeah. it's fucked up. It is totally fucked up. And actually, yeah, a, a sort of a hatred of and repulsion of fatness is not going to. St- Stop people. It's not going to make people eat in a way that's good for them. It leads to more. It leads more and to more, more, more. Absolutely, yeah, totally. Exactly. It leads to more self hatred, which leads to more not being able to face. Who wants to face the fucking hatred of themselves? 
So you numb it by eating more or you go into the realms of the ownership of it to the extent where you're like, well, oh God, I find this so hard to articulate in a way where I I feel like I have to be so careful. I think the Uh, thing is, it's just about being happy with what you are. And so whatever you are, if you're happy with it, and it's everyone else chiming in with opinions, like that's where the shame comes from. It's everyone saying, you're doing something wrong. And then if you're just responding, like if someone can eat a pack of biscuits and feel great afterwards, fucking brilliant. Like lucky you, you live (laughs) your life. Like I then will feel so like tired. Um, But also the the thing upon top of that is the shame with it. Like that's a separate issue. Like that's a thing based on, fat shaming and the issues in society that that comes on it and that makes you want to eat the biscuits even more and be more tired and be more numb yeah totally i've got this whole fucking podcast about eating and i still would hate to occasionally i get a very well-meant tweet or message saying i'd love to know what you're eating right now and i panic yeah. Um, I, I, I get a little, I can feel a little palpitation. I think, I don't want to tell you what I'm eating now because what if, and it's not necessarily that what I've eaten now will have been disgusting. Normally it will have been loads. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mind, you know, I'm happy <laughs> to say no, I don't mind. I'm not, I don't mind, I, I think there's only so many times I can fucking say on this thing. I eat loads, I eat fucking loads. But I, there's something about in the moment having to declare, uh, then I had that, and then I had that, and then I had that, and then I had another one of them, and then I had that. It's like, I, the part of the work that I need to do is be able to go, yeah, and I loved every mouthful of it, and and I stopped for, I stopped for an hour, and then I punched two fags off a friend, and then we sank a bottle yeah. of wine, and then I came back to it, and then we picked at it until what, you know, it, it's taking all of the shame out of that completely is yeah. the only way, I think... And I, I keep not articulating it well, but I think as well a huge, huge part of it is let a huge part of ending fat shame is also has to come hand in hand with the death of diet culture. Yeah. If we live in a world where we're told, probably, especially as women, but probably everybody is told fifty times a day through advertising if not a conversation with a colleague or something, and probably women a hundred times a day. And no exaggeration, especially about to kick in more in January again. There is pre-May and January, I would say, the peak times. If we are told in a hundred different ways, especially with online advertising now, you know, and targeted ads, that we should change our body size to a smaller one, it's a madness. And that, I think that's, that leads people to eat in a disordered... I mean, it definitely leads people to eat in a disordered way yeah, because you're, you're like, constantly being that. told... If yeah. you're not eating fuck all, you're failing. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're not eating less than you want, you are in some way failing. And that's so destructive. It's so destructive and it's so unhealthy. And in the same way, then, you sort... And you'll get... Just no diets work. No, people don't... You don't physiologically change your body. You don't... You might, for a year, tops... Yeah. And fuck, it will be a miserable year. I think there are a bit of endorphins in the first few weeks, sometimes months, of weight loss. Oh, God, I know so many people who have had just entire lives of losing stones and stones and stones and then putting them back on and losing them again and then putting them back on. Sometimes there'll be a decade. But it's just like, we have to... This can't be... What are we doing as a species? It's so much space in the, in the yes. brain. Like, it takes up so much space and it's a trick... Like that's what it is because it keeps bollocks. you busy thinking about all this shit about 
what you look like and how much you yeah. weigh and that that's important. Yeah. It's like I used to have this joke about how um I'm not gonna tell you the joke about it. Yeah, do about, it, do it. Uh, no, well about how I um uh like I I wouldn't want to become um uh, like I'd be really worried if I became a missing person because then they'd they'd check CCTV and find out what I bought in the supermarket the night before and it would be like a multi pack of donuts or something and then like they'll just find the empty box and it's like that fear like it's not about going missing the fear is like oh my god they'll know that I binge ate six donuts last yeah, night yeah, 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 yeah. in the front covers or the newspapers like she's missing after she binge six donuts I swear yeah. to god I think like that it's pathetic isn't it I'd be like oh yeah. I'm not if, if I died in a car crash I was thinking this right if I died if I died in my car isn't it awful that I'd be as worried about the future of my now motherless child as I would about the fact that they might find some empty McDonald's wrappings <laughs> underneath the passenger seat yeah exactly yeah all the wrappers all the, the yeah. multi-pack of uh, the all the sweets see that there were three the hash browns yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's mad, like, because that living in this secret life, like, that's oh. what it is, because... You but know, everybody's doing it. Exactly, everybody's Everyone. in their cars eating their food. We've all got the same fucking secret, yeah. guys. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, it's such bullshit. Christmas Day is looming. And a real-life Scrooge has happened. Oh, no. Oh, no. Scrooge is ripping people off and stuff. He's probably whichever cunt owns cash converters or one of those pawn <laughs> shops that's rebranded to seem less sinister. Oh, I hate him. Anyway, he's going to ruin loads of people's Christmas by ripping them off in a hundred ways, but then he gets visited by those three ghosts, but this time it doesn't quite work. He needs one more thing, you. And weirdly, <laughs> it does have to be you. Have to climb up the biggest Christmas tree in the world. It's 70 feet tall. And when you get to the top, do 800 star jumps, somehow balancing like the best ever living Christmas tree star of all time. Sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero, Howitt. You've saved Christmas this oh, wow. Scrooge has reformed and he's decided to he's given everything in the cash converters back to those people and with all of his profits that he's built up over the centuries he's going to alleviate modern poverty um, and you've done that and so your reward is the feast of your dreams and you're, you've done all this like sweating and like like graft so you're hungry but like you're in that I, that post exercise that lovely feeling where you're not still filthy or whatever that it, you're ready for this Okay. And so I'd like to know what you'd like to eat, what you'd like to drink, who with, and if there's a where, then where. Um, and I don't want you to think about whether any of these things are feasible or possible or healthy or ethically right or anything. If reality had no barriers. Okay. I find that question hard because I'm so focused on all the build-up to it. Oh, I was like, sorry, this has to have yeah. something to do with Scrooge. Yeah. But it doesn't. No. But it was a journey and I really yeah. liked that. And it's actually just about the meal. Yeah, I really just... I mean, it's your. It's what would your last meal be, but in much nicer... I just, no, it's a, a, jo really it's a jollier journey. version. I just got so into the journey, and I was like, I'm up a Christmas tree, I'm doing a star job. Um, okay, so... Uh, right, so um, I'd like a, I like a breakfast, I'll do like a brunch, like poached eggs. Oh, I really like poached eggs yes. on thick, um, like, granary bread. Mm. No nuts, but it doesn't often have nuts, with um, salted butter and ketchup um, and um, cooked spinach and on the side the um, the place near here um, has a, a, this restaurant Hood it's really nice in Streatham and they do um, pancakes and they have maple salted butter so it's maple syrup in salt 
with butter. Like, oh. The butter is the maple. Like I think I'm overcomplicating it, but it's a slab of butter that's got maple in it, and nice. it's so good. And um, so I just I'll have one pancake. If I have three pancakes, then I'll feel sick. But if I have it with the eggs and the toast, it's perfect. Then I feel heaven, good. Heaven. Um, so I have that. Maybe um, a vegan chocolate ice cream milkshake that would taste exactly like a normal milkshake and wouldn't taste at all weird. Oh, so it tastes gosh. just like a normal milkshake, but I wouldn't feel bad at all. No. Uh, like, oh. You know those ones that they have in the diner? Um, the oh, I haven't tried those. That chain. Yeah, and it's the, the American ones where they come in the thing, mm. and so there's loads of it, and it just it just feels really good. And oh. chocolate um, Guinness cake. Yes, yeah, got to have one of those. It's so good. I can't. I've, I've got into physical fights about it before. Um, it's such a good. <laughs> it's such a good cake. I can't. It's so much better than other cakes. It's a great um, cake, isn't great. it? Someone made one at your birthday, didn't they? Evelyn Mock Evelyn made one because I love it so much, and it, it's so good. Um, she she did oh my god it's the best present ever oh. um, and um, yeah and then to finish it off a scoop of cherry Garcia ice cream which is another thing that I love that they've now discontinued because it's not popular with everybody but it's got dark chocolate mm. chunks in it and cherry bits and they only do it at um, cinemas. Um, so you can only get it at the cinema now they don't um, have it. In is it Ben and Jerry's? It's ben and Jerry's mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, and who would you have there with you for this feast, if anyone? Well, I think the whole point is that uh, I shouldn't have it alone because that would be I'd be making that into a shameful thing. Uh, <laughs> no, you can eat on your own. Yeah. It's just you just don't start and enjoy it. Um, but uh, I'd have. Um, well, I guess everyone, everyone you love there. Everyone um, you love. Everyone you love, but no one that you don't love. Fine. Um, but then nobody. I, I would nobody would know about it that I would feel bad about not inviting yes you know what I mean so you don't have that weird thing you think oh should I invite them or not like I feel bad I did they didn't know about it anyway yeah. nobody, nobody no no no, no there's no you yeah. can't come away from this with any bad feelings yeah yeah I'm just I'm just really yeah. happy yeah magic do I die after this no no oh this is just a celebration why would you die I after don't know because I just thought it was like a last meal no kind of thing. no, no. I, I mean it's just I, I want it to be a happy version of that question. Yeah. No that, one dies. Yes, yeah, so you've done something great. And, yeah. then I've, and so I've you're just feast. having some celebration, food as part of the celebrations yeah. for the fact that you've saved, you know, you've saved Christmas really for a lot of people. Did Scrooge die? Nope, he just reformed. Okay, He great. rehabilitated. Great. Okay, brilliant. And it was your star jumps upon that tree that did it. The three ghosts were like, mm. <sighs> I need some booze in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be some. Um, there'll be some alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Favorite booze? Maybe uh, a cocktail and um, uh, like a fizzy thing, like a Bucks Fizz or like a champagne, something like that. Yeah. Ooh, because I've lovely. done. I've done something good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, have you got a favorite champagne? Um, oh, I don't know enough about. No, you like them all. I just don't. I just don't know what the difference. Um, or prosecco. I can't believe really, I can't tell the difference at all. <laughs> something sparkly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bubbles. What did you know? What the difference? I think prosecco is much sweeter, and champagne yes, just has to come from champagne. Champagne is really France. good, yeah, but I don't know the different brands. Um, Bollinger's nice. Okay, I have a glass of Bollinger. Great. Thank you. Mmm, delicious. You have to go and see Harriet's show on tour um, next year. Early 2019 it starts. Details and tickets are all on her website, harrietkemsley.com. And follow the knockers off her brilliant and funny, excellent self on all the socials. She's there, at Harriet Kemsley. Please tell everyone you come into any kind of virtual or real contact with about the Miss Smelly podcast, please. It's on all the socials, at the Hoovering Pod. Subscribe to it if you haven't. Follow me if you want. 
at Jessica Foster Q. You can email me, see when my gigs are, see when um, the live hoovering shows are all on my website, jessicafosterq.com. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, especially happy Christmas hoovering. 